0: Hello again, everyone, and thank you, as per usual, for uh,
1: listening to the Car Tech Garage, and we love you. Yeah, I mean, it's been a super exciting year, new year. I know we've we've had two podcasts out already this year. I've got plenty of stuff built for you guys this year, so we're excited about that. Yeah, and this week, uh, we're going to do another To Drive or Not to Drive, The Cars We Love and the cars we don't. So we had to pick on one company in specific because, uh-huh. as I kind of you know, elaborated on the last time around, kind of equal opportunity haters when it comes to the automotive world. We love a bunch of things and we hate a bunch of things, but it's all equal around the board. So we did Ford last week. It's only fitting that we do the three most reliable vehicles from Chevrolet <laughs> and the three worst. You know, we didn't want to think you guys thinking we we're picking on anybody, but but we're picking on everybody <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> All right, so first one up, I'm going to go ahead and fire away. You may disagree, I do not care. The Chevrolet Cavalier, the third generation only. It's a good car. Now, I will give credit um, for those people who disagree with me because the first and second generation Cavaliers, uh, you know, yeah. they probably deserve to be on the latter part of this list. Yeah, um, but the third generation Chevy Cavalier is actually one of the most durable little you know, people movers I've come across. Um, I've seen these things in demolition derbies In, um, if you guys know what, um, I'm blanking here for a second. Um, what is it? uh, you, you are blanking. This is totally this blanking. Is once in, one in a million. Um, it's a Hornet car. <laughs> so if you guys know what Hornet car racing is, like circle dirt track racing, um, the entry level uh, racing category is called Hornet racing, where you get to take like a Chevy Cavalier or Honda Civic or, you know, okay. something that's four-cylinder front-wheel drive. I think they limit it to 2.5 liters, and you get to take it around a circle track and race it. Um, so these are very, very popular um, in that realm, too, and I've seen some of these things just go through hell and keep on going um now i will say they were made for a long time the third sure. generation was from 95 to 05 so you know a full decade you still see a lot on the road but you have to watch what engine you have you yes. end up getting it with that's um, the big one they came with four different engines that were available in the u.s so and you gotta you really have to watch out for them the best one is the 2.2 liter dual overhead cam Ecotec,
1: which are pretty
0: a pretty solid little engine solid i um, would agree a fair amount of power, good rev range, dual overhead cams. They, they, they do the trick. They work very well and they don't have a ton of issues. You have to replace the oil control valves if you don't change the oil frequently enough, things like that. But they,
1: it, I mean, I've seen them, I mean, even if they have some issues, I mean, they just keep on keep kicking. Keep on running. I've I'm, seen them
0: overheat time and time again. Head not Head gaskets, blow gaskets. Blow. They well, keep,
1: well, keep on running.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's incredible. And they also came with a lesser version of the 2.2 liter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's an older one. It's the, it's called the LN2 overhead yes. valve four, um, again, just durable, reliable, tried and true proven. in you know, basically over the entire world. And <clears throat> it's a good engine. Now the ones to stay away from, <laughs> they also made a 2.3 liter and a 2.4 liter, which those were not, not so great. No, no, no. So the earlier models had the old 2.3 LD two engine. It was one of the old Oldsmobile quad four engines, mm-hmm. um, which were in a lot of cars for a long time. And they were Okay. I mean, you know, they, they had their, their pros and cons, but they were very, very common to have timing chains break, water pumps go bad all the time. And then they updated it to a 2.4 liter quad four. But a lot of these issues hadn't really arisen through the certain evolutions of this engine. And it wasn't until, you know, a decade later that these things just were proven not to last mm-hmm. um again you know timing chains would break all the time water pumps would go bad and the way they had everything set up they were very difficult to access um and the oil passages were too small especially in the 2.4 liter um led to oil
1: starvation and a ton of oil consumption issues that's what like because i forget i can't remember off the top of my head but like the the saturn the small little four doors Ion. i saw i yep those, Saturn, I, I mean, mean, they had those same engines, but, like, the, the generations before that. And like, SL1, SL2. Yeah, yeah, with, you know, and I've never seen so many cars that the pistons have just let go yeah. and chewed out of the bottom end. <laughs> now, you know, some <laughs> of the Saturns
0: I do like, I've seen a lot of high-mileage Saturns, like the old 1.9-liter four-cylinder ones. Mm-hmm. Those things were fine.
1: Well, there um, was there was only one good engine, that Saturn— didn't ever make, and that's the 3.5 liter but that, that was actually that's the best Saturn ever made. Yeah. But <laughs> the engine usually outlasts the rest of the vehicle. Exactly. Everything would
0: just <laughs> rust around. and engine would be fine. Put a timing belt on
1: it, you know. I remember the every first 20,0 time. 000 miles. Yeah, I learned that because I'm a huge <laughs> Honda fan. You know, they're just simple, easy to work on. And that was seeing a you know a Honda and a GM. I was like, they finally got it smart. It is funny. Like when you go to
0: put a timing belt on one of those and you're like, oh, that's an ASIN.
1: Yeah, that's... Wait, TK-002? What? <laughs> it's just one of those small little facts that unless you really know, because they do a really good job at trying to take all the Honda tidbits off that exactly, engine. But exactly. if you look at it, you know. it's Yeah, it, it's a J35. <laughs> all
0: right, the next one up,
1: Chevrolet Camaro, baby. Yeah, I actually just had one of these in the shop. I had a 92. Nice. Five and really,
0: there. I know in our um, little Camaro Uh, to drive or not to drive. You know, we obviously labeled it to drive, but we said get the V8. But that's mostly because it's a lot more fun. The newer uh, 3.6 liters are not the most reliable comparatively. Um, I will pay... Uh, a, a fair amount of respect to the old 3800 v6 that they used to stuff in yeah. the
1: firebirds and camaros I mean, the 3800s or those are just a good engine I mean, they had their quirks to them but they they just kept on kicking no matter what exactly. was exactly and
0: they weren't very fast but exactly. they would do a mean burnout they had a pretty good amount of torque <laughs> they sounded uh, good too for, yeah, a for a v6 yeah it was it, you know, it's, a, it's a big boy 3.8 liters yeah. yeah low kind of rumble I always wish they would have made you know, a supercharged version for one of those cars as well and kind of come out with one. I, yeah. I know it would have been a big waste of money on GM's part when they had the well, V8 I mean, out there. But They
1: have the Grand Prix. I mean, the yeah. Grand Prix, the GTP or
0: the GXP. Yeah, yeah the GXP and the GTP. Uh, the, one those are We great. talked
1: with Cody, you know, yeah, one yeah. of our other the podcasts. The GTP is
0: the supercharged one. I think the GXP is the V8 one, the, the one that came with the uh, 5.3 liter. Yeah,
1: I'm sure yeah. Cody. If Cody's listening right now, he's like, yeah, to exactly. swap the world with a 3.8 supercharger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's putting one in an S10 is you know, he he's oh fit. my god well, he's talked it's gonna about be a couple sick. things he's talked about it, but, like, you you're know, just Co- gonna be that guy aren't well, you that is
0: you know Cody he's also one of those guys that has the the skill and the ability to make it happen we'll have to get him back
1: on here one of these days for sure but yeah
0: the, the Chevrolet Camaro is still one of the best it, it's very very reliable They're, they've traditionally been pretty well built except for the 70s yeah. and they've <laughs> always come with the about the most stout engine lineup from GM that they could muster you know they've always come with a plethora of different options to suit anybody's need you could have a a little pony grocery getter or an all-out fire-breathing monster. And, you know, you could pick them up both from the showroom floor with a warranty. And there's not many cars that you can really do that with. I know the the Mustang and the Camaro are are, are
1: so neck and neck in, in many respects, but... It's, it's a of, good car. That's a preference. You, you, when I'm comparing a Camaro and a Mustang, you know, it's a preference. You'll you know, have guys that'll heat on the Mustang. You're a Ford guy
0: or a Chevy guy. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're both good cars.
1: Or you just had a better deal on one yeah. and you just wanted a two-door, and, quote-unquote, sports I know. car. And a Corvette is better than both of them, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. I just made a lot of people mad. Yeah, you probably did. It's all
0: right. Um, We're used to it. The next one up, <laughs> and this one is the tried-and-true, most a, reliable full-size SUV, um, and pickup as far as gasoline engine goes the chevy tahoe or suburban and i also have to include the silverado because it's all essentially the same chassis same running gear same engine trans um, they are great great cars
1: that's what i'll say like the the mid 2000s and to the early or i guess 2010s mm-hmm. early 2010s i think that those Tahoes and suburbans mm-hmm. are probably one of the best I mean, overall vehicles where I see plenty of them, like I have an 08, so I'm slightly biased on the, you know, yep. the truck. But I mean, as far as engine goes, sure, you have some lifter issues, but mm-hmm. those things that's keep on ticking. That's the only thing that Just runs high, keep on ticking, like on what you there.
0: <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. The, the engine and transmission setups are so durable. And the and... only thing that almost ever fails on them. Is the displacement
1: on demand? And I'll pump the brakes a little bit on that one just because there are a couple transmissions that they yeah. offer, I think, in the, the trucks. Yeah, um, but they're, they're, some, no,
0: they're no less reliable than anything else on the road. Uh, well, well, I mean, uh, for, the, for the most part. I, it really depends. Like um, the 4L80 and the 6L80, yeah. I mean, both of those transmissions came in them, I and everybody That's wants good. to hate on them. But think 4L80s. of how— think of how many of those there are on the road how many don't fail until 170 220,000 miles and that's the only reason that you think that that
1: is the case because there are so many of them with the, that with that many miles on them to me it's not even about the failures but it's just about the drivability of them long term Where the engines i mean they're stout i won't argue the engines oh, yeah. I mean, but they get, some of the trends sluggish you drive one with a hundred and something thousand miles on it if you haven't changed the fluid you haven't changed mm-hmm. the filter you get these weird shifts like even my truck has a a weird kind of quirk to it every once in a while that it shifts. And I just don't like it, but I think I have the six L 80 if I remember correctly. You have a six L 80 in yours. So the difference between the four and the
0: six L 80 is just four speeds, six speeds. It's just the amount of gears that you have, but they're, they're both really stout transmissions. Um, but the only other thing that's expensive to fix on these, besides regular maintenance costs, because, you know, you've got big tires, big brakes, all that stuff. Um, they do like to blow out rear main seals yep. after a long enough time and oil pans, too. Speaking, but speaking every, <laughs> every engine is prone to leaks. And that's the thing. This is one of those vehicles that, yes, it's expensive to maintain, but any full-size SUV would be. However, I always deem it worth putting the money into because the, the only other thing that you have problems with is the... Um, oil pressure gauge will start to go crazy mm-hmm. and the oil pickup tube gets clogged but again that a lot of that's because of lack of maintenance That's what i mean Where like, like these things are well maintained they just run forever and
1: even when you have to fix them they're worth it because you know you can get another hundred thousand miles out of them they just keep on ticking i mean obviously if you have rust i mean the biggest one on the earlier generations which they seemed to fix later down the road was brake lines weren't coated so you'd have a lot of brake lines, again, a lot of that's fuel after
0: lines. 10 or
1: 15 years yeah, you know, those are, I'm just thinking of, they are the most reliable, but it's yep. more or less, if you're willing to understand that, hey, I love this truck, but you're I'm going to have to put some money put into a it. A few grand in brake lines, fuel lines, you know, a little bit of rust, some wheel bearings here and there, yep. you know, axles, differential seals. Like there's, there's stuff a lot. That, stuff that goes out on any car, but.
0: If you fix this car, it's going to do well for you. Exactly. You know, and and I can't say the same thing about a lot of the, the like the expedition. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I can't really say the same thing about the expedition with the 5.4 liters. I mean, they're pretty close, um, but the the rust factor because that? these I'm things are to so impervious to body rot and, and actual frame and chassis rot. That's oh, why yeah. I think they're so worth putting money into. That and the fact that
1: half the time they leak enough oil in the first 100,000 miles to coat the rest of the, the frame yeah, and you don't have together. any rust issues. <laughs> I was trying to think, what was it? Sean, who we work with, he had a good saying. I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head, but it was like we were talking about it because he has a Ford truck, I have my GMC. Uh-huh. And he goes, if I wanted to buy something that was expensive and easy to work on. I would have bought a GM. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> because I want something that's hard to work on but it's cheap. I bought the Ford. The Ford. That was how I made my decision. Exactly. I'm going, oh, okay, I like that. I it like really that is. Analogy. All those
0: motorcraft parts, they're a lot less expensive. But mm-hmm. that's the thing. You're going to put exhaust manifolds on it or yep. gaskets. <laughs> you know, it's it harder don't to work on, but they're cheaper. <laughs> you know, and you know, you're in. You know, the engine and transmission will last well, but. You're gonna to have to replace the shift linkage. Mm-hmm. You're gonna to have to replace the four-wheel drive actuators. I, I so. mean it's it's just a, a bunch of nitpicky little things that are gonna impede operation of the vehicle from time to time. Whereas the GM, it might leave a drip of
1: oil here or there, but it's gonna get you where you need to go. And I like to look at, you know, most vehicles, if we're talking something you're keeping long term, you know, on this list and something we always keep in mind is we're not talking about the vehicle that you bought and you only drive for 90,000 miles. We're talking yeah. about vehicles in the perspective. If you plan on trying to get this to 200, like 250, years. three years, yeah. keep it for you 20 want your, years. your
0: kids to drive this thing. And I have a lot of customers that, you know, this Silverado or, or this yeah, Suburban old, has been like, just passed down late through, 90s. through like six
1: kids. And it's amazing. Yeah, They're so clean. Like There's I think so much we have room. a 97 I think yep. that comes into your shop that I've worked on a couple times. That's just it doesn't even look like it's ever been used. I mean, yeah. the interior looks immaculate. The yeah, exterior, the black looks, one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The black oh one. my gosh, yeah, that one is. I know exactly which one you're talking. I just talking hopped it, and I'm like, her car. Usually, is, her car is just so clean. Usually, and, and she's she are beat them. to death too. And like the old ones, they're but usually they still, they still roll in. <laughs> Kids have been in the back seat throwing they still everywhere. And I'm sitting here. I'm
0: like, well, you know, the, it's got. 250,000 miles on it and you probably put some ball joints yeah. in it and things are like, ah, oh, I'm going to take it down to Florida and you can look at it when I get back. I'm <laughs> like, oh, and I see him a week later.
1: I'm like, did you make it down to Florida? Okay. They're like, oh yeah, it was great. No <laughs> problems. Uh, don't, like, don't have a problem with shit. it. Shit. <laughs> that's why I laugh. Cause was it, uh, one of our other coworkers, he has an expedition, which mm-hmm. notable in that case, but I, I would prefer the Tahoe and suburban that's So he says, I would just change the oil and I'd be able to drive this to key West. Yep. I mean, it's just it's, I know, I know. We,
0: we hate a lot of cars, but some of these older cars were just so durable. They don't make them like they used to. So I, really I know that's they a really redundant don't.
1: statement, but it, it now, really is true. If you go even further back,
0: they <laughs> it gets worse because they don't make them like they used to. When it comes to cars, I think of like 1992, 93, uh, maybe 95, all the way up to about 2012. I think those are probably the best vehicles ever made. I agree. As as a general perspective. Late late 90s, early 2000s. Exactly. Now, speaking of that, the top three least reliable vehicles from Chevrolet, and I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with one that uh, many of you know about, many of you may not. It is the Chevrolet Vega. Crazy that such a terrible little car was named Car of the Year in 1971. <laughs> car wow. Driver named it Car of the Year in 1971. Now, Wait, boy, it's just the car of that year. See where, <laughs> see where that, just of
1: that year. It was great yeah, until it, after it,
0: a year, and everybody's yeah. like, "This was terrible." Exactly. No, no repeat performance was there. But I mean, they ate their words a decade later. I yeah. mean, they were they were prone to rust. Um, they would develop rattles on the way home from the dealership. They, um, oh, and, and after that, you know, the the car's cooling system would fail. Of course. But then when you got that fixed, you had to top off from oil consumption because they were poorly made and the thing is the the vega was neat it was a really cool vision that was poorly executed and hurried into production
1: i would agree they used that
0: Vertipak shipping system and they actually changed everything in the car just to ship them in a particular manner that did not help reliability down the road um i mean it was just a mess
1: that's what it's funny, like, because what did we talk about? What was it? The Pinto? Yeah. And then you got like the Vega, which are yeah, huge the, cars. The, People the, love drag yeah. racing. Like, like the, it's the Vega just, and the Monza. The Vega and the Monza are both so popular
0: in, in, in their own little niche cultures. Like, it's a little cult car, just like the Pinto is.
1: Yeah, it's like a car you would never think would be cool, and then you have people nowadays that will roll up to the you know They're drag just crazy strip with about this them. crazy car, and you're like, what it, is, it is that? Thing? Exactly, you never see them because the rest of them rotted out or yeah. were crushed or they were set on fire by their <laughs> owners is, out of frustration. Most of them are just bondo, anyways. So yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right, the next one up, uh, the poor little Chevy Aveo. Uh, oh man, little one point like, six. It's like the
1: smart car of, of Chevy <laughs> And smart cars, make no mistake, are pretty awful too. And don't get me wrong, like the, the Aveo was a great idea. You know, I, I will kind of pay, you know, some some attention to that it where it was. And it got was cheap, new, like the spark nowadays. Yeah. Same concept. S- same same again, concept. Cheap. They make pretty good use of space. They're
0: very efficient. Parts are cheap. And if you're going to drive it for fifty or 60,000 miles and just get rid
1: of it and kind of use it as a throwaway car, yeah. it will definitely do a great job yeah. and, and perform your needs if well. If you're commuting, you know, 100 miles a day to work back and forth or, or going long trips where you don't need to haul a bunch and you're basically just trying to find a commuter car mm-hmm. that has a little bit room for groceries, yep. perfect car for it. Yeah. But at this point with their, you know, obviously they're, they're continuing to oh, age. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> um, They were very prone to have timing issues. With their are one six. Um, it was a somewhat stout little engine and trans setup, but they had a ton of um, uh, steering box failures, <laughs> the very, very poorly constructed suspension components. I mean, I've seen so oh, many it, broken things on the ball joints got terrible. loose. Yeah. They, they were an absolute rattle trap. Oil leaks were very prevalent in them. Um, the blower motors and the, and the blower resistors in them. Absolute nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I've I've I know so many customers that have rolled around on their Aveo without heat because you know the blower motor just shut off. It's
1: very 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 common. They were them. kind of the common theme for everything on this car. Is it is very cheap, but it was also made very cheap. There was a reason it was very cheap. There was a reason you could get a great deal on it, <laughs> even exactly. when it
0: was new. Um, evaporator cores went out in them, um, and and they just generally didn't hold up very well to the abuse of the American roads. I mean, this, this car was sold all over the world under different nameplates like Daewoo actually was, they, they, they took this design um, with GM and built a car um, and it was a decent little city car, you know, in areas of the world where they didn't have huge temperature swings and yeah. decent roadways and, you know, it, it did the job, but they just
1: got beat to hell here in the States they were they were not good cars like i know we have a couple that are still kicking and it's it's taken a lot to keep them Going, it is yeah and they they come in and you're like oh like one you, thing, you
0: keep telling the customer hey i don't want to put too much money yeah, into this thing because i don't
1: know when something's gonna you know of course we want to sell service you know that's that's what our business but i don't want to like tell to put yeah. like
0: all this money into them and then
1: something else goes out because i cars, know it's yeah. the cars where you're like are you really sure like i, I yeah. know i presented this to you but like you're 100 sure yeah. like i'm kind of telling you like don't do this like this thing's falling you, apart you still want to <laughs> do this yeah okay and then it's like all right well Oh my I guess goodness. we're we're going down this road. Ah, poor little Chevy
0: event. I know. All right, and the last one up. Uh oh, this is going to make some people mad because I really love the first one, but the Chevy Tracker. Yeah, this was after they stopped making the Geo Tracker.
1: Yeah. See, I'll I'll start off this whole statement before we say anything is mm-hmm. how many times I've said what in the. Is this still doing on the road and and excuse my French, I made sure to bleep it out, but that was one of these cars where I mean it looks like it 's about ready to part or fall apart mm-hmm. and they still put another one hundred thousand miles on it. how i don 't know I mean they are terrible well, everything that's the thing.
0: not not really with the tracker i 've only seen one. It was a 2.5 liter V6 that was actually a decent little car, and that's because they maintained it pretty meticulously, and they did put a lot of money into it over the years. The the the, maroon one? The maroon one, exactly. That's a nice car. Yes, it is. I would have driven that. Um, Now, that one was the last iteration of the first generation, or sorry, or the first generation. No, sorry, sorry. That that was a last generation um, tracker. They only had two generations. Um, but that was like the ultimate one that they had made. It was the last year they made it. It was garage kept its whole life. It had the V six and they still make no mistake, put a lot of money into it. The first generation I love because it was a great off-roader mm-hmm. and it really reliable. Cause it was a very simpler form, simple well, formula.
1: Granted you weren't rock crawling with it, you know, uh, Well, it I was, mean, it was could. based off
0: a of Suzuki sidekick. So it wasn't like as capable as the older Samurais were, but The the Sidekick was a pretty decent little car, and if you put the right tire setup on a first-generation tracker, it had four low, it had locking... Uh, stock, it wasn't a off road warrior
1: with a little bit of help. I mean, they, they were pretty capable. They were stout.
0: Like you could bounce them off of anything. Mm -hmm. And if you put it, uh, in four low and,
1: and dump the clutch and you had a couple of guys hang off the back, it would do a wheelie. And if you want to pay 500 bucks for a tracker versus 10,000 for a Jeep Wrangler with 200,000 miles on it. And and and
0: arguably with tires, the tracker may go more places because it's such a small platform. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a great, now the new one, the second generation was based off of the Suzuki Vitara, and yeah. you see underneath of those, the power steering rack is like right in the front, and it hangs really low. So the first time you hit a rock or a that's, big those rut hill, it up. just
1: blows out the power steering rack and breaks their, the tie rod. I've, and I've worked on quite a few of them, and as I said, I'm just like how in The is I know this still well, that's on the thing, the road? but like they rusted out, they rusted out, they
0: had all sorts of oil leakage issues. The suspension would just fall apart on it. And that's why you don't see a lot of second-generation ones around anymore. Uh, again, I love the first-generation ones, but they're just getting to the point where they're so old. My mom used to have one, a little green one. Yeah, hers was a Geo, not a Chevy, but same car. Same thing. And it had the little Velcro top in the rear. Yeah, those it, were neat. They were, they were so neat.
1: neat. It's just one of those cars that I would I would beg to argue that there's very few cars I would give this title. Um, you know, around here we have Rust, so that, that's a different perspective. But from my experience with the trackers, the, exactly the generation we're talking about, is it's like the most reliable unreliable car? You know, like it keeps on going. Everything breaks, but somehow you can just keep driving. Well, these That's things. the thing. A lot of cars
0: can can follow that. I mean, I mean, think <laughs> about all the junk that we've seen. Because obviously, that car was on a list of the least reliable ones. And I've seen a lot of these cars that are on all of our least reliable list still pull up to I the know. shop after I was certain they weren't going to last another <laughs> yeah. week. And I even told the customer, like, I, I cannot vouch for this car. No. It's getting to the point where it probably shouldn't be on the road and they just don't listen to me. Yeah, And I mean, who am I to tell them, <laughs> you know, right? I mean, I, I know I do this for a living, but it keeps rolling. You, and I understand. You, we that. advise. Yes, we advise.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what I mean. So we need to make the list of, of, uh, do that one of these times is the most, reliable, unreliable car.
0: <laughs> Goodness gracious. Like the one that
1: keeps on kicking, even though everything breaks. And even when it's broken, it still keeps on kicking. Oh, jeez. We'll have to think of something. That, that'll be a good one. That'll be a tough one, though. That it's really tough, will. Like a car one. that just, well, I mean, it's really anything that just has a reliable drivetrain. We're the most unreliable reliable. I mean, I guess it depends on how you <laughs> use those two in a sentence. Uh,
0: so the on the radio show, this week's trivia question is going to be, who was the first American to break the 400-mile-per-hour barrier. Um, Do you want to ask any of that to your friends? It was Mickey Thompson. Oh, I was going to guess Max Gundrum. Oh, uh, there we go. I was going to go do it today. You
1: know, I thought it was me, but I guess it's not. Mickey Thompson, (laughs) way back in 1960, (laughs)
0: driving the Challenger 1. Four supercharged Pontiac engines in a Streamliner. (laughs) Yes, indeed. That's well, a wild one. Everybody, thanks so much for listening to the Car Tech Garage once more.
1: Oh yeah, and uh, another note, you know, this year, as I said, we're we're kind of picking up things and and start doing a lot more. I um, would love for your guys' support. You know, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok. We're doing a lot with that too. And and recently, we have a Patreon as well. So you know, if that's something you, you guys, guys are best. interested in supporting us, and and you know, maybe some couple episodes on the side, whatever the case is, you know, just just let us know and, and be sure. To to support us. Keep cars interesting. Yes, sir.